What's up, guys? I'm Grace. And I'm Lucy. Welcome to Big Picture Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking to Cormac, Sam, and Chris from Hollow Point. Hello. Hello. What's up, guys? How welcome, welcome. You? Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us, yeah. So, who are you guys? Uh, well, like you said, we're Hollow Point. Um, we're a metal band from Edmonton, Alberta. And we really like to play music a lot. Woohoo! On a like deeper level, who are you guys? Personally, each one Personally, has to tell their story. Who are you? Personally, What's your story? Uh, I'm Chris, and I don't know, I play a lot of drums. That's kind of like my hobby, my interest. Like <laughs> everything I do is music, it's just pretty much. Um, that's kind of it. I've been playing for like six years. And like, I found it in high school and just fell in love with it. So Sam, uh, outside of music, I play a, a lot of video games. I like hanging out with the boys. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the boys. <laughs> Shout out to the boys. Um, it's true. I've been playing guitar for six, five or six years now. Um, and I really was like turned off by heavy music for a long time, but thanks to Chris here and a few other friends from high school, I am like now very into it and I wouldn't <laughs> I want to be playing so. every day until you like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to play anything else now. So yeah. what about you, Cormac? Uh, I'm Cormac. Uh, I started playing guitar about 10 years ago. Um, I play drums, I also do audio engineering as well, um, I do all of our production and recording. Um, yeah, that's really everything that I do. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Ten yeah. years, hey? Yeah. My goodness, so how old were you when you first started? Uh, that's pretty Ten. Cool. Yeah, right. Ten. <laughs> Did your parents put you in classes and stuff? Yeah, or was well, that like I... I decided, well, I, I played uh, clarinet and trumpet in school band. Really? Yeah, I didn't clarinet. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I started, I started with, yeah, clarinet and trumpet, and then uh, I decided I wanted to play guitar at 10, and then, yeah, I got put in guitar lessons for a year and a half, and then decided to start shredding on my own. Oh, interesting. Sam, I actually had no idea that you weren't like particularly into that type of music before. Because I remember when you f were first getting interested, <laughs> mm -hmm. and oh, you were talking about it a lot. <laughs> what? I was into like Ed Sheeran and... <laughs> no! And, uh, yeah. Weezer. And Weezer, yeah. yeah. We Say It Ain't So wow. was like oh, the heaviest geez. thing <laughs> I'd, I'd ever heard. And then... I started getting into like a little bit of punk and stuff on my own. Not even like real punk. It was like like Green Day and shit. And it was like, <laughs> whoa, this is this is a little bit edgy. <laughs> um, a little. <laughs> and so meeting Chris, I started listening to things like he showed me some early Metallica and like. Pantera like, was the big one. Uh-huh. Pantera, Pantera. And this band called Megadeth, which I'm sure 
Lots of movies. Every, every, everyone knows Megadeth in the middle <laughs> yeah, scene. Everyone um, knows. <laughs> Not me. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, they really got me into it. It was like, okay, this is this is what I want to do with when I started learning Megadeth songs, because it was so, like, intricate and, like, maybe from our perspective now, the rhythm isn't, like, super super incredible but at the time it was like the craziest drums i'd ever heard in my life the yeah. guitars were awesome the bass was just as like intricate as the guitar was the vocals sucked but i mean <laughs> i get over that you get used to it oh yeah and then you grow to like it i don't uh -huh. know a lot of people that liked like the screaming like metal vocals yeah at first like well, doesn't it kind of rip apart your vocal cords and stuff? And so, like, is there, like, permanent damage it's, that goes on sometimes uh, when you're it? There's a lot of technique to it. Like, it mm -hmm. takes a lot of work. Um, yeah, like, if I were to go and try and do it for, like, t even ten minutes, I'd probably lose my voice. <laughs> oh, God. So. Give me a lemon water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of it's, like, momentum-based, too. So when I'm doing vocals, it's, like, I need to be warming up every day practicing them every day and that's like running up to shows that's what I'm trying to do the most more so than even like playing bass or or whatever and, yeah. and practicing the parts it's like keeping my voice warm and like the momentum going there yeah, yeah our car rides to the gigs are just <laughs> screaming <laughs> with like yeah. all our songs playing in the car it's mm -hmm. it's good cannibal corpse yes yeah. a lot of cannibal corpse <laughs> so yeah. did you take like lessons at all to learn how to properly uh, scream <laughs> no a lot of it was like trying to imitate people and like there's the this band death uh what a name th yeah there's yeah. a reason death is the first name in death metal um yeah. and it was just like i wanted to get low like that low 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 growl type sound mm. and you know you just you just gotta keep keep going at it and and yeah and sometimes your voice does get fucked up and you lose your voice for a day and sometimes it's like it actually sounds really good and it clicks and you're like all right i gotta keep practicing that and mm. like get it down in my repertoire as long as it sounds good mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly do you know like why or how it originally like started that like singing like that or screaming like that became a metal thing was um, it always well a lot of it's like rooted in blues mm -hmm. um and then the blues transforms into rock and roll and out of rock and roll comes motorhead and oh, yeah. Lemmy is and Lemmy the vocalist is like like this meth smoking <laughs> beer drinking cocaine snorting cowboy dude and he he can't really sing honestly he's pretty bad at it but he can certainly yell and he's got <laughs> and he's he naturally has like a growly voice and they're playing like the speedy like like they they basically invented like speed metal like um all all the roots of it come come back to them they're the ones who combined like 
Black Sabbath heavy with like the Ramones and stuff. Yeah. Blended that together and and made speed metal. Yeah, I think Led so Zeppelin was a big part of some of that too because mm-hmm. of just the power and in the vocals. Um, and I think that's what just led to people stepping it up a notch over and over, and then it just evolved into <laughs> all sorts of stuff now with screaming. But there's so many different like subgenres of of metal and oh yeah, different yeah. It's, uh, kinds that fall into that. Where yeah. do you think you guys fall? It's a huge umbrella term, like metal, like yeah. just in general, because they kind of just throw everything like that's too heavy to be rock they kind of throw it into mm. that it gets its own category um so it's hard to say like we've got a pretty unique approach um but like groove is something that's really important so groove metal is a genre that a lot of people point to pantera for and i'd say we have a lot of elements in kind of that but there's also like this bit more progressive stuff which is just we mess around with time signatures a lot and stuff but that's what I was so cool. I'm not sure what genres I'd put this under um, if you're asking like the genres that influ- influence us the most I would have to say groove metal and death metal is where I would point to but there's like tons of other stuff there's like bands like Opeth that are folk and death metal and black metal all sort of rolled into one and bands like Metallica that are basically the the foundation of what thrash is and like mm. there's ton, there's people rip on Metallica but like they they got riffs for sure yeah um it's what got most people into it, so mm-hmm. you kind of have to give it that. And, like, early Metallica is amazing. I don't care what anyone says. Like, <laughs> early Metallica is incredible stuff. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'd say death metal and groove metal, for sure. Um, I personally take a lot of influence from death and groove metal, and also some progressive metal as well, and... A lot of blues too. Mm-hmm. I like blues, so. Yeah. So Hollow Point, um, you know, where'd you guys get that name from? How'd you guys come up with that? Oh, that's a. I that's actually I remember. You probably don't remember this. I remember. I know the whole story. Where the, the logo the, came from. Uh, I don't remember the name. So, there's Pantera. Going back to them, um, they <laughs> have a song called Hollow that we were really into, and. You know, it was just a song name, and I thought it sounded cool, so I was like, okay, let's just call us Hollow. Hollow would be fucking sick. Yeah. Um, and Chris was like, well, I like bullets, <laughs> so <laughs> why not Hollow Point? And then he went around asking a bunch of people which, which they preferred between the two. Yeah. And huh. Hollow Point came out on top. Uh from his his survey um (laughs) so that's what we stuck with and like i i actually really like it so yeah it um 
Yeah, like it started with that Pantera song we really liked, and then Sam and I were playing just a really small gig with um, our old bass player, Will, um, and Sam was on guitar. And we just went with just Hollow for that show because we just needed a name. We didn't care too much about it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I don't remember what I was doing, but I came across like the whole Hollow Point like bullet thing. I was like, oh, that's an interesting take because like how common is Hollow? Like, there's probably like six hundred bands with that name. Honestly, yeah, I'd have to guess. I don't know, Not I like that the band ours. name, you're <laughs> taking two words and putting them together, that's yeah. just like so classic. But it's tough, because band names like, are always taken. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> I feel like every band we've had come in here though, yeah. their names have been so unique. Yeah. Gratuitous yeah. Platypus? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many bands are named that? Probably not that many. That's... I wonder, Hollow Point, oh, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw, I was looking online, and I found one band but they were like a country band from australia or something like that so <laughs> i was like i don't collab. i don't think they'll mind yeah. but uh yeah collab. <laughs> and what's the history of hollow point how did you guys yeah when did you guys first get started as a band um so like i can go way back but <laughs> just uh like Sum it up a bit quicker. So I've played with Sam since high school. We both got into music at the same time, and I'm sure that'll come up a bit later. But Mm -hmm. um, basically, I graduated a year before Sam did. I um, started working like full time, and I was like, okay, I don't really have time for music. So Sam went and joined Cormac in their band, and I'm sure they can tell you that story a bit better. and then just later on, I kind of came in afterwards. So how long have you been in for? Like by now? Well, we started Hollow Point Fresh, but it's a mm, lot of yeah. members. Like Sam and Cormac were both in another band together, but we've been doing it for since twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, summer twenty nineteen. Oh yeah. We started. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sam and I. Yeah, we were in a band previously. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Actually, we, I was in that band before Sam was, and for quite a while. Uh, Wasted Authority. We played at the ABJ Talent Show a bunch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. I think it was like grade ten or something like that. Uh, I thought like right after we got off stage from the, the talent show, I was like, "Hey, why don't we ask Sam to be in our band?" And Dylan, the drummer at the time, was like, "Okay, yeah, message him." And then I messaged Sam, and within like ten minutes, he was like, "Yeah, okay." I was it was like sort of happenstance that Chris was working a ton and the year before he graduated from high school he moved like all the way across the city so it was like pretty tough to see each other Um, and so I was uh, I was sort of looking for another project to, to get into and I had met Cormac previously, like at a at a party or something like that. I think so. And oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Dylan as well. And I think I meshed a little better with Cormac. Just like oh, I sort of gelled right off the bat. Uh, like it was like over uh, <laughs> it was... over like 
Jack Daniels beer pong. Oh my god, I remember this interaction. I I was working that night, so I showed up late. It was, I don't remember where the party was, but I showed up late, and Ethan Boucher introduced me to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was friends with Ethan Boucher because we went to, went to high school together, so I showed up at the party late, and Dylan hands me a bottle of Jack Daniels, so I'm like... I guess I gotta catch up. So I, I catch up, and Ethan's like, this is Sam. And I'm like, Sam, take a shot of Jack with me. He's like, no. I'm like, pussy. <laughs> so I, shot, I take another shot, and then Sam's like, you wanna play beer pong? I'm like, sure, let's play beer pong. And then we just kind of yeah. meshed from there, yeah. right? And then a little while later, Dylan threw on Pantera, and we all started headbanging to that. And it was like that. Was sweet. Yeah. It Out was, of a little shirt park party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then you guys were in that band for a bit, and then um, I just started messaging Sam again, and I was like, hey, I want to play drums again, like, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so we just got together, and then uh, we asked our old buddy, Sam was still playing guitar at the time, so we asked our old friend from school, Will, to play bass and he did for a bit and that's kind of how it got together and then we were just mm-hmm. messing right. around practicing once in a while and it, and we just jumped straight into writing our own music we didn't really cover we've never really covered that much stuff as a band yeah, or anything that's it. how a lot of people start but Honest, yeah um we did enough of that in school i guess to just be like let's do chris and i stuff. had done two <laughs> years of covering songs and then I joined them and we covered a few songs to like sort of warm up together and then we hopped into writing and it was like once I got a taste of it the sort of the covers went out the window it's like there's why I play covers when we can play our own songs and like the few times we do play covers is like when we are like, ah, oh, I wish we wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So. So speaking of creating music, like, what's your guys' process behind it? Sam, are you mainly the writer? Actually, I think I, wa- I would have considered myself to write, like, the majority of the stuff if you asked me, like, a year and a half ago. But Cormac has, like, seriously, like stepped up and has been putting out like bangers like and not that he didn't before but like at the like volume he's doing it now is pretty fucking stellar to be honest and then I still have my hands on every song you know Cormac really writes most of them as like I had a few really cool riffs and I put stuff around it to support it to like make sort of make it a song and then we cut I come in and we sort of arrange it and Chris to an extent as well we sort of arrange it add different parts maybe like oh maybe we should do like make this part more straightforward at the start of the song and make it more complicated at the end of the song that sort of stuff Um, but a lot of it at the moment originates from Cormac. Yeah. He he comes up with the sort of the seed that that grows. Yeah. Yeah. I like to come up with like 
an idea and then really focus on it. So I like to think that the parts that I come up with are really refined, but um, I tr I don't contribute full songs like Cormac does. And, um, Michael, who's just joined us, he's not here because mm -hmm. he had a bit of a he had a sore throat, so he didn't yeah. want to risk anything. Um, Shout out! Yeah, Shout out Michael. So be Michael. safe, guys. If you're sick, stay home. Stay like, home. Um, but he's he's kind of been doing the same thing. Just he's got a few ideas and he um, brings them in, and then and I like that sort of thing. I like focusing on one or two things. Um, if you asked me to write all these songs, it would probably never be finished. Story <laughs> so, of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, honestly, it's all of us. We all contribute in our own way, but mm -hmm. Cormac really hammers them out. Yeah, so lot, Cormac, so. where do you get your inspiration from? Like, is oh. it just constantly flowing through you right now? What do you do? I, yeah, actually, what that's a good question. Um, Chris, is, Chris is the drummer of the band, but I, I like to think of myself as a drummer in a way mm, yeah. because I'm I'm always thinking of like drum patterns and stuff like that and then it's I'll the bass, yeah. And then I'll I'll turn that into a guitar riff just from the rhythm and then I'll add different notation or different melodies to it and then decorate it. Yeah, pretty much decorate it. And then <laughs> uh from there if I have a couple of, or if I'm if I'm on a roll, like if I sit down and write a riff and it's a tasty riff, I'll <laughs> keep going, you know? <laughs> if I'm on a roll. Specific like moments or people or emotions that are inspiring these songs? Uh, I wouldn't say anything in particular. It's more, if I'm going to be honest, it's more based on the guitar that I'm playing or like, oh. or like what, mm. what tuning I'm using or like, you know, if I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and I have a bunch of guitars, so I'll like play through whatever one I'll sit down and I'll pick one up. If I don't like it, I'll put it back and I'll pick a different one. If it's in the right mm. tuning, I'll find a mm. note that I like and then base something off of that note, you know? Inst instruments have songs in them yeah that's true yeah. like, like yeah. you pick up well. something new and and like shit just tends to fall out of it yeah. like it's <gasps> like it just bleh, there, I totally there it feel is the same way with art too yeah. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. if you're using a good piece of paper and a delicious piece of charcoal <laughs> like it'll look pretty no matter what you right. know mm -hmm. like if you're using good quality stuff it just flows out it just comes mm -hmm. right. yeah I don't think there's any emotions or anything. I just go for kind of what sounds cool. Um, I'm really yeah. nerdy about the music we play, so I like. I'm like, oh, what if we tried playing it this way, this way, and this way, <laughs> all within like <laughs> ten seconds of each other, and um, and then repeat it. Yeah. So we're we it it kind of is almost a competition. Like it's just like I have this part. Well, <laughs> guess <laughs> already <laughs> see this part, and so it's just. Wow, you guys must really like have that. a blast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really talented people. All uh, well, I guess what you're saying is almost like uh, working together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for sure. Well, that's awesome. Making each other's ideas happen mm. is yeah. something mm -hmm. I really appreciate. Like, if I have an idea but I can't quite get my head around it, like Sam will sit down and like help me. Sam, I find get the part I want. I've, out of it, so. Sorry, I found that Sam is very good at 
finishing the idea that Chris and I can't really convey. You know what I mean? Like, we'll be like, man, we're stumped on this part. Sam, what do you think? And then he'll come in with, like, a weird key change or totally a weird that. rhythm, and then we'll be like, yeah, it's done. Cool. Yeah. You know? Like, and I can say from, like, a lyrical perspective, uh, a lot of it comes from, like, Like our song Create Consume, it's like kind of, you know, people, humanity sort of is just, just needlessly using everything to, to get rid of it, you know? Band-aid like, effect, yeah. Um, and that's what that song's about, but recently I've been trying to like, write more about what I'm feeling and it's kind of weird because it's it's hard to put that stuff on paper especially for me I have, I have a really hard time doing that but um, yeah uh, a lot of our previous stuff has come from like just things I get a little bit upset about or or like someone says a phrase and it gets stuck in my head uh, like it can really come from it, like anything and it and it like goes in one ear and it happens to like bounce around in there for a while and 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 lyrics sort of evolve out of it or I think of a concept that sort of stuff mm. like uh, like our our EP was actually a concept for a while we ended up changing a bunch of the lyrics on it because it fit better um, but it was actually like this story going through of, of, of like a kidnapping and a, and a ritual at an altar and then there's a sacrifice and then the devil comes out and then it ends. And like, that was sort of like <laughs> my dumb little EP idea mm -hmm. that didn't really come to fruition. Because, uh, <laughs> but, but like, it comes from that sort of stuff, you know? It's just interesting little things or stories or, you know. I think stories play a lot of part in metal. Like, there's mm -hmm. so many songs about, like, mythology or... War. War or... The Trooper yeah. comes to mind by Iron Maiden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of songs about Vikings, tons of those. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so... Like, I think stories play a big part in metal music where it doesn't always play a part in other music, which is kind of cool. But I do like the storytelling aspect. And how do you want people to feel when they're listening to your music? Hopefully when they look at the lyrics, they're like, oh, true. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, like, honestly, I want to get people, like, moving. You know, like, like, moshing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like we write a lot of the riffs for shows. Like, yeah. it's like, what do we think people would enjoy hearing live, and what would like, like I said, get them moving. Like, like if it's just like a little bit, if it's just banging your head, awesome. If it's jumping off a stage awesome if it's running into the person beside you awesome like 
like just just get excited and have fun is the main part and like if we can if we can like evoke some emotions after that which i really aim to do there's a few like acoustic parts and stuff on the on our, on our new material but the the live show is really important for me and getting people pumped and like into a groove is huge yeah i'm sure your fans are thanking you guys <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to talk about moshing for a little bit yeah like, what sure. the culture what is it what's the culture yeah, how did the it definition? start like I mean, it's been around for a long time. Like, it's not an exclusive to metal thing. It kind of is nowadays, but yeah. I mean, it's it's happened for a long time. Uh, like, electronic music is kind of like mm -hmm. a big start of that kind of stuff too. So, I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly where it came from, but I mean, there's an approach to it, and it's it's just it does evoke that high energy and it keeps mm -hmm. that energy up and it's you it's something you can't do alone which is cool like yeah. you, know, you have to have a bunch of people around community you and, yeah. and the more people the better like so Big time yeah so yeah. i i love it but as long as you're doing it right, you know. Yeah. But Have any of you guys ever gotten hurt moshing? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Almost bad. every time. Oh, no. yeah. I'm pretty sure there, but, like, why did I? Nothing, nothing too serious, no. I'm like bad they, enough to sideline you. But <laughs> bad enough for you to be like, I'm not going to do that twice. I'm not going to go back <laughs> in there. Yeah. 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 But basic rules is, like, somebody falls, you pick them up. Yeah. And so as long as everybody's doing it properly and following the rules, you're fine. A few yeah. bumps and bruises, but nothing. Yeah, nothing that's gonna. You're not gonna not get like trampled. Travis Scott concert. That's <laughs> what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to. I think I was talking to a client about that, and like, they were saying like, if that happened at a metal show, like, yeah, way less people would have died because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, up. you see that kind Thanks of crowds right. in Europe, like. Oh, those are bigger than we even know here in Canada. There's a. <laughs> and like it's so ingrained in the metal culture it's like the safety is also ingrained in it a little bit like there is like some aspects of like crowd killing and stuff like that which is like like it's that's from hardcore no the hardcore scene yeah there's it's like people throwing their feet and flailing their arms around i think it i think it's yeah. dumb but throwing the extremities around mm-hmm um, but like a very common thing at shows is if someone falls down, pick them up. Like it's posted at places. The 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 front men like shout it out to the crowds. It's it's yeah, and it's really important. Yeah, like a lot of those clips went viral after the Travis Scott thing of like other bands saying. Yeah, same right. shit like pick them up and so yeah i mean it's just it should be common knowledge um but anytime i'm just i'm honestly just amazed that with the covid times there was even that many people at a concert like yeah. that yeah. close together it's uh to me that's foreign just because i'm so used to everybody being apart now i can barely even remember 
There's actually a song by a band called DRI, which is Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, <laughs> and it's called Thrashered, and I'll read a little bit from the lyrics. Um, then you start thrashing like never before, stage diving, head walking like mad, doing your thing all over the floor, the best time that you've ever had, and it sums it up perfectly. Oh, that's beautiful. All the best shows I've been at are the heavy fucking grooving bands and everybody's in the pit having a good ass time jumping off the stage and like you don't really like get hurt from like it's like you're bruised and stiff but I mean you you stand up the next day and like keep going on and I feel like it's the adrenaline rush takes away the pain. It's, it's <laughs> for real. I I've I've caught an elbow in the in the chin before and it's like for like and I kept going for the rest of the song. I'm like, okay, I'm getting out of here as soon as this song ends. <laughs> and I went and sat outside and my my like jaw locked up for like twenty minutes and the next day I was like, Oh, it's so Sore. <laughs> right in the chin. Oh, yeah. but uh, it was worth it. It was a really fun <laughs> show, actually. It was like a, a a garage show. It was very fun. That does sound pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys have anything new on the works? You guys uh, working on some new stuff? You guys have a new album coming out? Yeah, we've just been hit with another wave of COVID. Yes, <laughs> all our shows have been canceled until oh, further damn. notice. Postponed. But postponed, oh, yeah, I should right? say. Yeah. Um, so we're taking this time now to really write as much as we can. Um, mm -hmm. Especially in the winter, it's a good time to do it. Like here, because trying to do a show when it's this cold sucks. Hibernation uh, season. Really <laughs> um, just the whole gear hauling and everything. Just, yeah, it's it's a lot, and it's always dark, and it's, but, um, I think now we're yeah we're just trying to work on enough songs to get an album done, um, but I don't wanna say make any assumptions or like jump be ahead get ahead of myself because I wanna like we wanna be happy with the material and we wanna mm -hmm. make sure it's good and that everybody will enjoy it so. Um, We'll see what comes out, but there will be something out soon, for sure. So exciting. Mm -hmm. yep. Do you guys have a theme for it, or any like little secrets, tidbits, hints you want to give out? Tasty yeah. yeah, well, I it's, wish uh, you guys had those. It's groovy. That's, it's, yeah. it's everything that we like, but better. It's, it's heavier. It has softer parts. It has heavier parts it has faster parts it has slower parts it's like it's Dynamic. really like Ooh. our natural evolution and like we're all becoming more open to new ideas and stuff and each other's like sort of like influences that maybe I'm not exactly a fan of all the stuff Chris listens to and maybe he's not a huge fan of like all the acoustic shit that I like, but you know, the 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 art is a product of all of us, and it's 
we really have to have to bring everyone's stuff in and and you know maybe if it's not my favorite song ever it's unique mm-hmm. and it has a bunch of different parts in it and and it makes me happy knowing that Chris is really into this song and super proud of the parts that he put in and that I can do my best and add my influences into that and make it something special. Oh, that's beautiful. It really does sound like as a band, you guys all really respect each other's ideas and you guys do work together pretty well, especially if there's a little competition going on there. I like the sounds of that. (laughs) Cormac, you got anything to say about what's coming? Um, Not really, no. No. Just gonna, it's gonna, we'll see what Taste happens. Your <laughs> Taste your riffs. It's gonna, yeah. He I speaks some music, okay? Speaking so. <laughs> riffs. I think it'll be actually, come on. It'll be a cool, because, like, personally, I feel like it, it is a culmination of uh, stuff we just, like, all the metal we've just learned to play over the years. Like, it's just because it has a bit of everything, it's just, like, over the years, we've all. I think all of us go into, we have our phases where we find a style or a thing we really like and we really stick to it. Like, mm. we're not uh, very good at learning a bunch of things at once. So <laughs> it'll be cool because it's like one year we worked on fast stuff the whole year, one year we worked on slow stuff the whole year. There's the stuff we're into now. And like, COVID's really been like, a time of reflection for me for drums a little bit just looking back on what I used to play and um, seeing if anything I've forgotten is still cool enough to use <laughs> and stuff like that so, like new repertoire um, it'll I it'll be cool I'm kind of looking forward to it so oh that is yeah. so exciting and what's your guys's favorite hollow point song so far Ooh. We all have different ones. Um, <laughs> hmm. I think out of everything that you can like go on to Spotify right now and listen to, um, I'd say Creek and Soon is my favorite by uh, a good amount and like that a lot of that stuff was sorta like my brainchild and I wrote a lot of it and it was like these guys filling out the rest of the parts and it was like taking unused stuff from Cormac and I's old band I think it was the first song we wrote in Hollow Point it was that is that Creator of Sin was first Creator of Sin yeah that's how I no I think Creator Consume was first personally like if I remember right I think most of that song was first and then maybe we finished Creator of Sin first yeah but I think Create Consume went into the process in the beginning okay and yeah I don't know that that song is just awesome if if, it's so fun to play live and it's got (laughs) us personally got that chuggy down picking yeah that's great Um, I love that for stuff that's released right now, I don't know. There's a few, there's a new, one on the new album, 
uh, called Gut Feeling that we played live a lot of times, and I feel mm-hmm. like that one's kind of my brainchild in a way, like quite a bit of it kind of came to be with like drumming first in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So um, that one I do really like to play. Um, there's a new one that we've we're working on right now that I do. I already, I already love it, and we're not even like halfway done it yet. And I'm you guys' like, reactions to it are just so telling. Oh yeah. If you heard it, if you heard <laughs> it, you, you would be like, okay, okay, okay yes, I understand. These, these guys know when something's like, I, I'm gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty clear. And Michael just, actually had a pretty big hand in that. Our new yeah. guitar player, yeah. which is awesome, seeing him like hop straight into it and. Yeah, he's been quick. Like, I'm excited to see what he can do. Like, we still don't fully know, so it, he's going to be nothing but surprises for the next little while. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's really talented, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have to say my favorite song is also Create Consume. It's, well, the, out of stuff that's out right now, um, Create Consume for sure, because there's so many different parts that went into it, and, and the process creating it was really fun, because we took... We took a bunch of riffs that we had, or riffs that Sam had, and just put them into a song. <laughs> song of awesomeness. Right, exactly. And I think it actually came out really well, yeah. which is which is awesome. Like, sort of writing all the stuff separately and then mm. bringing it together instead of, instead of it all coming out in, like, one stream of consciousness. It's like a puzzle, almost. Yeah, exactly. It's like finding, finding the right pieces to fit in um, we have like a 30 second part here what what could we put in this space that would sound really good and i i literally went and i looked through my phone and i went <laughs> riff one now riff two now riff three maybe maybe and uh Genius. eventually it it came out and it i think it's one of our better ones for sure especially of the early stuff I think my favorite song is Tyranny mm. or Gut Feeling because seeing yeah, like Gut Feeling live and every time <laughs> Sam goes, the song's about when you just know something's <laughs> going to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh I really have a favorite song. I love all of your guys' songs, but oh, I do want to say my favorite thing is like when I get to watch you guys live, and they all have super duper long hair, guys. So keep this in mind. <laughs> it's like a fucking hair show when they're out there. Yeah. And you guys get so sweaty. You give it everything yeah. you got, <laughs> and not to mention the energy in the crowd at your guys' shows. Like Grace had a show once where there was a bunch of people playing before you, and so people were sitting in chairs and drinking their drinks. And mind my own business I until you guys like came on. After like a like spoken word poetry, and then it's like okay, next up we got hollow point. I just wanted to see what would happen. And even Phil uh, at the aviary was saying he did not that, believe that happened. No, he, he could was, not believe he it. He thought like he's like this like you're gonna put a metal band here. Like everyone's right. gonna just go outside. People like, are gonna leave. Yeah, that's such a diverse group of people. But mm-hmm. the right. opposite <laughs> happened. <Yeah>. Everybody <laughs> went to the front. I never thought I'd mosh with the, the, all those people like that too, like all those artists and the yeah, whole community yeah. there. It was a moment in that event that brought everyone so close together. Mm, it was good. actually such a beautiful thing. So like your guys' awesome. music brings that. Okay. That's really <laughs> good. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Super you. cool. Um, speaking of community, uh, who are you guys listening to locally right now? Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I have this buddy that I met online who's actually from. Calgary 
So I don't know. I'd consider that local. Um, but he plays in a band called Sub Subatomic Chaos, and they are oh, really so fucking cool. So good. Really cool. Yeah. They got the groove. They got the 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 chuggy riffs. Their vocals are pretty fucking <laughs> sick too. Um, yeah. yeah, check them out if you if you have the chance on uh, Bandcamp. They're pretty sweet. Um. Yeah, I know we're pretty good friends with Rising Sun. Cormac especially he helps them out. I, he's mixed their most recent cover, and it sounds awesome. I did all the production um, on that. Yeah, mixed it, recorded it, everything. Um, Sam they're, too. They're <laughs> great guys. We've known them a long time. They were friends with Sam and Cormac when they were in Wasted Authority, mm. so the last their band. previous band. Um, and, yeah, it's... They're... They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. They put on an amazing show. Oh, yeah. They're a three-piece, and they make it sound so full. And we were a three-piece until recently, so... Um, we know how we hard that is. We definitely, like, wanted to be them. Like, we idolized <laughs> them a bit. They're great dudes, so... Mm -hmm. um, they're... Yeah, they're number one for metal. Um, they really kick ass every they're show. They're so good. <laughs> they're, yeah. And, uh, it's and insane. They're on all streaming services, too, so check them out, too. Um, Lacerator is Michael's other band. Um, Cormac also does production for them, too. Guy's a workhorse. Yeah, wow. Um, and it all sounds great, so go listen to all of that. Um, but Michael and the Lacerator guys are great, too. Mm -hmm. Um Leave some bands for Cormac. Yeah, I'll, I'll start <laughs> out now. I'll let Cormac name a few. But um, yeah, uh, I got I got a couple. Um, Rising Sun is a big one. Uh, they're they just they have all the energy that you need in a three piece band. Like they have their own little realms on stage. Josh is back there hitting his drums like a truck. Kai's shredding up here, not probably not even touching the fretboard, right? And Porkchop's <laughs> over there just doing his thing, right? Being here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's they're they're always a good show. Um, Lacerator as well. I'm good friends with all the people in Lacerator. Um, they they know how to draw a crowd. They they get people moving. It mm -hmm. is great to be at a show that Lacerator's playing. And last but not least, Black Mastiff. Oh yeah, yeah. They're Black so Mastiff grooves. Cool. Gosh, yeah. I forget they're from Edmonton sometimes because they're just like. They're fucking really sick. It's like there. we're from the same place as these right. guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah definitely check like out Black here in Edmonton. You know, like what's the scene like for your genre of music? It's is small for metal. I'd say Calgary's got the bigger, mm -hmm. bigger crowd for it. Yeah. But hmm, people that love metal here really <laughs> love metal, and everyone's been so friendly at all our shows. Um, mm -hmm. that we've played since we started um, and again going back to metal being kind of like such an umbrella like we've played <laughs> shows with bands that Sound you would never put together like it's, <laughs> it sounds very you're welcome but, uh, everyone's so nice and they oh not, not even just you Grace like some of the shows we used to play like yeah in the before times <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> Yeah, just crazy, DC. but yeah, everybody's so nice, and um, you can talk to just about anybody at a show, and it's, yeah, it's always good experiences, so I'd say um, pretty good, I'm happy where I live, and 
I don't think I'd change that. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Who are you listening to locally, Lucy? Ooh, who am I listening to locally right now? Um, let's see here. Uh, my one friend, Edabom, makes some pretty good music. Um, I can't remember what his music name is right now, but uh, maybe we can add that in later. We'll but put it in there. Yeah, and anyways, he makes some really good music, and this whole, like, last year, he had a whole album going, so now that there's a new year, he's going to be coming out with new stuff. Oh, nice. So awesome. I'm excited to hear some of his new things come out, because he's so talented, and he's got great vibes. He's kind of more of a chill rap, so, yeah, I know. Really good music. Nice. Cool. I wish I remember his music name, but, yeah, Edabon. Some people just pump out, like, great songs, like, constantly. Really? Like, our stuff takes quite a while, in, in my opinion, like, in the grand scheme of things. I feel like our stuff does take a long time. Yeah. But once it gets there it's we're happy with it i feel like the hardest work is at the beginning when you're like fostering an image or you're trying to build some sort of like a well, character of yourself in that's a way. just it we can part it out but we don't know like what we want it to be in the big picture necessarily and like it yeah sounds it like it's organically coming out though <laughs> yeah like, it's a process but it's happening yeah mm-hmm. well yeah, there's a lot of, like, switch this out for this and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It happens a lot, but, um, yeah. I think there's only a few songs that I've had, like, a straight image of what it's going to be, like, the whole time. Like, I didn't really have any part in writing Tyranny. Like, it was already written. Um, but that one, to me, felt like one that was kind of had a image of what it was going to yeah. be, like, the whole song. So, started with all the, all the riffs in his head already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you guys uh, are true artists. <laughs> like talking about physical art and stuff. Do you guys know anyone who paints or draws, or anyone local who does um, fine arts? Yeah. Well, if I were to go first, like I will just probably say my girlfriend. And yeah. Plug it again because she. <laughs> um, What's she's her Instagram? Really good. Uh, she's on a few. She's what a fluke, what a fluke art, and she's got one as well. I don't know what it is. I feel bad now for her <laughs> tattoo account because she's an apprentice tattoo. And she's doing a giveaway well. right now too. Right? She is. Yeah, oh. she's giving away a bunch of her stickers, and I have them, and they look great on every surface. So. So oh, enter her giveaway. Some. What a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's tight. So. What about you, Sam? Uh, I will say. I will, I will preface this. I have known Lucy since probably the week I was born. Sam is literally like almost my little brother. Um, <laughs> we've known each other since um, birth. <laughs> well, since his birth. <laughs> so I have grown up around Lucy's art and seeing it all the time. Like literally like grown up seeing it pretty much every time I was over there. So I really got to say Lucy, like it was, Love it's you, like, <laughs> and every, I was saying, talking to her earlier and every time she like shows me a new piece of art, I'm, I'm like impressed every time. Oh yeah. So We're uh, in her apartment right now and it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pictures all blushing. over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, but if. That's considered a cop-out, because I'm <laughs> on her show. I will also mention uh, my buddy, Kale, who is a tattoo artist, and he made um, a piece of art for Wasted Authority, Cormac and I's previous band. 
um, that we were going to put on shirts and then like two weeks after we made it the band sort of dissolved and Cormac <laughs> and I were like I'm out well <laughs> yeah and then it's like can't really use the shirts for a band that doesn't exist but yeah, yeah. so we might use it in the future piece of art mm -hmm. but yeah. We'll it's see. Like the Jason Kenny one? Yeah. 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 Fuck that guy. Pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice picture of Jason Kenny rotting. <laughs> nice. Oh, can't you guys reuse that idea? Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, it's funny because it's way more relevant now than like when you made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hatred keeps I'd have to say uh, Hannah McMillan. Mm. Uh, yeah, she did a, a amazing, so yeah, an amazing, amazing oh, yeah. Motorhead yeah. piece. Big time. Um, that that Motorhead piece she displayed at, uh, I think it was Devil's Night. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I I was gonna get it. And I was gonna get it, and then I asked her the price, and she's like, she said the number, and I was like, I'm oh. all right, thanks. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. Here, take a print. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he's uh, let's. I just want to say he's twenty and he spends all his money on music gear. So yeah, I run a studio in my uh, basement. <laughs> so artists, artists needs to need to make money, but not from not from other artists. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but maybe like, in ten years. You don't years. need to give artist to artist. You know, you, there's so much you could give to them right. other yeah. than money. You know, right. like yeah. opportunities, friendships, uh, yeah. inspiration. Mm -hmm. Like there's such an exchange that yeah. is constantly going around in the community, which 100%. is so beautiful too. Yeah. Yeah. Even just sharing like their art yeah. on their yeah. social media exactly. makes such a big difference. Oh well, yeah. Like sharing that shit. Grace, you've been combining art and music like I've oh, like, yeah. never seen. Yeah. Like the way you do it, it's like, yeah, as this world. No, it's it's really good what you're doing. Very like, impressive. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's an approach I haven't really seen very much. Mm, yeah, me and, neither. Um, and I used to go to a lot of shows in the before times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, so it's really, I I like that because it's I'm meeting people I never would have met otherwise. So, mm. yeah, it's. Uh, it's cool because um, I think there's a lot of like appreciation for each other there like artists and musicians even though you don't always see them like crossing paths that much right? it's so true so. you give them an opportunity to cross paths yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. create that community make it even bigger oh yeah and we really are all just really? the same we're all just artists mm -hmm. trying to create yeah. trying to digest this world we live in yeah <laughs> for sure and Lucy, who's your favorite visual artist in Edmonton this well, week? Well, I'm going to have to say, um, I can't remember if I've said her before, but Peculiar Muse is somebody that um, I really admire. I love following her. She's a very spiritual artist as well. She does very like intuitive paintings, and they're all like very goddessy and like kind of galaxy-like. Oh, she's so cool. So I'd love to have her on the show sometime soon. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. I reached out to her, so we'll see. <laughs> anyway, look her up. Peculiar <laughs> Muse. She also has a shop, and she has really cool, like, clothes, I think, too. So, yeah. Ooh. Sweet. Cool. cool. Um, I'd say my favorite artist locally right now is probably uh, Adian or, like, Muddy Batteries on Instagram. Oh. She's making some really cool stuff. She yeah. has this one painting that she sent me and it's like I can't remember the name of what it is but it's like some sort of like illness where you're like afraid to sleep 
but it's like, like an insomnia kind of thing but it's like a fear of sleeping <sighs> and it's like i've heard she that. has like this like bottle of melatonin and then it's like a red bull and a coffee and a monster and like oh, whatever and then so there's scary. just like the these eyes that are just like so tired like it was just like so like captivating i was looking at it, i was like oh my god show me to the bone <laughs> yeah and i think she's making prints so nice. awesome her up um oh, yeah, what's where do you guys want to see the band being in the future what is the ideal hollow point dream I would just like to be able to put as much time into making music as I can. So, um, really, that in any capacity would be awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I just want to keep writing stuff that I'm proud of and that I can listen back to. And you know, because like when I started, like if I hear myself play drums like years ago, oh. You would, like, cringe at yourself so bad. So, um, I'd like to just have some pieces of music that I'm just, like, super happy with and I can listen to and enjoy them and be happy about showing them to other people. Um, but I'm not a very look way into the future kind of guy, so it's just baby one steps. day at a time. Yeah, baby steps. <laughs> For me, i definitely like to... do it for my livelihood it's like as that's the end goal for me i think i'm gonna be playing i'm gonna figure out some way to to play music for my living and and if it's hollow point that's awesome and i'm gonna i'm gonna see this band to the end and and take it as far as i possibly can um but if I had to say ideal, I mean, it'd be pretty awesome to like, to to travel the world and and tour and play music and and meet fans and stuff. That's that's the the end goal for me. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of the same thing as Sam. I want to make this my full time job. Mm. I, I'm I'm the kind of person who's not built for a nine to five or you know like same I, here i don't i can't sit in a chair for eight hours and you pay me a whatever 20 bucks an hour to sit there and put stuff into a computer i can't do that yeah you know i, I want to make music i want to be creative whether it's with hollow point or in the studio or wherever i just want to do music so not another brick in the wall right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh so interesting uh matt's reading the dave grohl biography right now yeah and um he said that in an interview they asked like a similar question to this and i think kurt was like i'm like we're going to be the most famous band in the world or something and this is like before they had like any publicity and then like obviously (laughs) they got like a lot of it's all about mindset guys but then um he was saying like the types of people that were like coming to their shows were like people that bullied him in high school like it was kind of like took away from I guess like the not I don't know sort of like peace and being like the anonymous artist you know like like you just put it out and if people see it Mm. like like it's viewed by your 
peers and like because like Kurt Cobain saying that I mean I don't I don't think he he ever actually expected that yeah I think I think what he wanted was like recognition within his community and peers and stuff and I think that's what a lot of artists go for and there's some of them just just get elevated mm-hmm. and a lot of people aren't prepared for that and aren't expecting that and it's like not actually what a lot of them end up wanting because mm, so it's it's easy to be an artist and like express yourself when you know that not many people are going to be looking you know yeah when all eyes are on you it's, it's like you really have to deliver now. Yeah. Expectation, yeah, mm-hmm. doing pretty fine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they they put out bangers the entire time, so <laughs> they they really did. Yeah, good albums. Are you afraid of like what would happen if you guys did like, I guess, become like really famous? Like, is that like when you think about it? Yeah. Is it like, is that idea kind of like scary? Or yes, well, For, like in my opinion, yes. Um, Maybe not too famous. Because a lot of people, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it is. It is a tremendous amount of pressure, um, and like you see celebrities crack under that all the time, and mm-hmm. like lots of bands don't make it for a certain amount of time, and like there's yeah, your conflict is like amplified when you have all that pressure on you, so. Um, I worry about it in that regard, but it's also, like, could be fun, <laughs> you know? I just so. want to get paid to do what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is, just, is that too much to ask for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our world, it seems so sometimes, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> the, the part that I don't think it's really going to happen, like, maybe we could, maybe we get enough recognition to where we can like make a living and people come out to our shows but this the part that would scare me about that is it all happens at once mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah um and then you're at the top and there's nowhere left to look but down and you don't get to experience the the climb at all and like i think i don't know the the journey for me is like the main part about most stuff like I like the process a lot like like I don't know what success is like I only know I like the process of making music I don't know that I like being famous I don't know that I like having to play shows every single night for for months on end I don't know all this stuff all I know is I like making music right now so I would really like to to feel like I put the work in and stuff and not have it happen like overnight. That would really scare me a lot. <laughs> um it doesn't so much scare me. It's 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 more about how am I going to balance everything if I have to if I have to be on the road eight months out of the year you know what I mean like how am I gonna be able to run a studio as well as be on the road with my band and then you know it's 
it's not so much a fear of being just famous in general. It's a, more of a fear of time management. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, God. I totally get so that. So true. So that's where I stand on that. I just don't want to get too busy. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be too busy. Enjoy your life. Speaking of your studio, are you yeah. taking, like, new... I am. And so how can people... Uh, I have an Instagram, seaburke.productions uh, on Instagram. Um, also, you can just follow my main personal account, Cormac Burke, with a V instead of a U. Um, it's all linked on the hollow point Instagram, yeah. I think. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think the studio's in there, but the hollow point stuff is. Yeah, they can go down the rabbit hole to your page. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have to do some should put that in our link tree, actually. <laughs> if you want, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cormac does great work. He's mixed everything from soft stuff to crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I think he'll be working with Pleasurecraft, too, for their next single. Um, There's a couple other artists within this the Edmonton music scene that we have played with that have approached me and asked for recording as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so very wide range. Yeah, so I can do They'll do anything. Anything <laughs> and everything that you want, I'll do it. Yeah. Hit him up. Yeah. Oh, Grace's gonna take singing lessons soon, so <laughs> <laughs> get some recording. <laughs> Heard my song, <laughs> Violet. <laughs> um, well, we can record it as a studio band. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Right. Learn how to sing it really good. You guys learn how to play it. Sure, we can play, play any genre. Let's that. play it. No, and then we open up a show with it. Yeah, and then. That's that, and then you guys play your set. <laughs> like, later in the show. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I'd love Maybe that. I think that would be That'd actually be tight. kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's your guys' favorite thing about performing live? Yeah, that's right. Energy. Yeah. Mm. Energy and being really, really loud. That's my favorite part about anything, is being really loud. You yeah. know, I'm like the quietest guy ever. <laughs> There's a moment that stands out to me um when Cormac and I were in Wasted Authority and we s- we did this thing called the Wall of Death. I was oh my yeah. god. Chris was, was in the show. crowd of that yeah. show. And <laughs> it's like we're in like we're in maybe like a 15 foot by 10 foot room and both sides like everybody go picks one wall and w- squeezes into it, and then the music kicks in and everybody runs into each other and it's a giant mosh pit and it was good. Uh, and it's like <laughs> British bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> and it all just came out of me like telling people like, "Let's fucking do this, everybody over there, everybody yeah. over there." The control and, must and feel amazing. It's great, like saying <laughs> stuff and having having like the instant feedback and and people getting excited is is like my favorite part. It's really awesome. For me, it's like it's actually the focus. Like I, I mm. it's like a high. Like yeah. I'm just I pride myself on how I do live. Like it's pretty consistent under most circumstances mm-hmm. and um <laughs> like it's just a level of focus i can't achieve at any other point even when i'm practicing the songs when i'm rehearsing them when i'm like nothing compares to being on stage and just playing that song and 
that's kind of it for me. I know, like, I do appreciate the crowds and stuff, but I'm in the back, and honestly, I really am so focused that oh, nothing Oh, it's probably else... so important for, like, a drummer, too, it's to keep hard, the rhythm, yeah, to keep you gotta the beat. keep it all going, so, yeah. yeah. And Chris, Chris is not lying when he says, like, he focuses the hardest during shows. Like, <laughs> this man can be struggling with with a part and then the show comes and everything clicks and he plays it fucking perfectly yeah. and it's 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 great i love playing live with chris because you know it's gonna fucking go right nice. it's great yeah everybody really shows up on shows and it's great for that uh-huh mm-hmm. otherwise we probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as we do yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah um that's we're focusing on the writing right now but like the playing live feels more natural i think for us so oh yeah especially with the genre um, it is yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it's yeah i mean i love the focus of it and and yeah it's funny because you can go back and watch like shows of us or like videos of us playing and like there's lots of times where the guys will look over to me and i'm just not (laughs) (laughs) paying any attention to them yeah so um yeah, that's my favorite part of it, I think. Do you guys get nervous? I used to. I think there's some physical anxiety still. Yeah. Like, my hands are still a little stiff and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mentally, no. It's just go up, do your thing. I've got a lot more trust in myself than I used to. So. I guess it would take practice. Yeah, I could not imagine yeah. that myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm a stage person at the moment. <laughs> oh, God, no. It's God. Uh, a lot of it is like... I don't, I like, like pretty much exactly the same as Chris. A lot of it is like, I'm not nervous that I'll mess up or like make a fool of myself or anything like that. But it's like, I find, I find myself feeling nervous, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I know I have nothing to worry about. I know I'm going to do great. I know everything's going to go on. But it's like the sort of like, stomach tightens up you know uh hands are a little clammy and then you walk out and you play you play the first 10 seconds of of a song and and it all goes away and it's and it's perfectly fine but uh it's it's not even that bad beforehand it's like it's really especially after you do it a few times like being on stage gets so much easier it's yeah it's kind of it's it's kind of like why did i even feel nervous in the first place (laughs) and i find with like um a lot of uh metal stuff it's like death or you know violence or altar and sacrifice and, and all this stuff but um when you like talk to you guys and like or anyone really that i've talked to in the metal scene it's not like you know, you're like these scary people, yeah. <laughs> death and whatever. And where does that like come from? Why is that such a part of metal? The well, I think like people that have those angry feelings really do pour it all into the music, mm-hmm. like, and so like it's their method of expression. And so outside of that, there's no need to necessarily. Get all all the pent, upset pent up aggression out yeah. in songwriting, and then going and playing it live. It's like 
Yeah. After you just want to hang out and chill and and yeah. be happy, you know, like it's yeah. Um, I think art's the same way. Like you're just channeling all your emotion into it. So, I um, mean, they always come out better with more emotions too, good or bad. Like it's totally. all a spectrum, and no matter what, if you're extreme emotion, whether that's you know good or bad emotion, it's gonna make something good. Right. <laughs> I actually remember hearing this study once that was so funny where they wanted to see like how music affected people. So they had crowds of people and they played them that happy song, you know, da da happy. Oh, like by Pharrell, yeah. Mm -hmm. And people were fucking annoyed by it. Like, <laughs> yeah. people did not like it. It made them mad. And then they played some sort of death screamo afterward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And people enjoyed it and it made them happier. And the ratings on it were like higher than the happy song. So it's kind of like, you don't really know, you know? Like, it's kind of funny how it'll switch the bars like that you don't think that uh you know such an extreme song could make you like so extreme but it really does <laughs> um i saw i speaking of like studies and stuff i saw something that was like um happy music is a lot more common in sad places like like poor countries and things like that and then angry music is a lot more common in happy place like rich countries and it's it's sort of like this weird juxtaposition and it's like it's almost like a grass is always like greener sort of thing like you're wow. you're happy in your house and you have food and power and running water and stuff and it's like people find stuff to get angry about <laughs> and isn't that luxury and like People in poor countries, it's like you're angry all day and you come come to wherever you live and you just want to forget about it and be happy for a bit. And yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, but I, like, I think going back to, like, people into metal being, like, generally, like, nice people, I think it's, like, everyone in it is like a normal regular person like like there's there's bad people but there's bad people in everything like it's just like a lot of it is like Cormac and I would hang out and and we'd get in his car and we'd go like bro I gotta show you this song this thing is so heavy and then it's just like us like big grins on our faces head banging in his car like that's what it's <laughs> that is like really the core of metal like it's like just cool cool technical parts that make you feel like energized it amazes me how technical it can be and like how complicated you guys can make the structure of the music it's insane it's got a lot of your guys' song too because um one of your albums were, was very slow and then one of them was really really fast and mm -hmm. it's just so complicated how i'm excited to see the new one come together with fast and slow and it's gonna yeah. be so much more complicated mm -hmm. it will be all over the place yeah it is considerably more complicated than <laughs> previous music so yeah and we're what very do you excited. guys have to say to people who have never listened to metal or don't listen to metal or Try it. You'll like it more than you think. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's. Go ahead, Chris. I was just like, rock music died out in a weird way, like really fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, people still 
like guitar. People still like real instruments. Yeah. It's it's weird that it like music went the way that it did in the last few years, but um, I think everybody can appreciate a cool guitar riff. Like if the vocals aren't your thing, I totally get it. That's why, you know. It's it's like coffee. I it's get an acquired it. taste. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I mean, give it a chance. Start take baby steps. Start with you know Metallica. Listen to <laughs> listen to a bunch of different songs. Like listen to ten songs that you don't think you're gonna like from like old bands in the seventies and like early eighties. And if you find one that you like, that's like. Like, if you like, like, Guns N' Roses isn't really, like, they're, like, classic rock, honestly, but, like, it's reaching into that territory, mm -hmm. listen to things like the Metallica's first album, Kill 'Em All, it's, and listen to Motorhead, I mean, it's, like, a lot of that stuff is kind of, like, like, think of, like, biker music, I guess, um, and it sort of sort of evolves from there. It's a natural evolution into heavier and heavier, and that's sort of how you get into it. Like you're looking for more extreme and more extreme, and you 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 start with Black Sabbath, and then you go to Motorhead, and then uh, Metallica or Megadeth, and then Venom, and then Death, and then Pantera, and then Cannibal Corpse, and it like keeps keeps going and like you go you go down paths that you don't really like and then you stop and you go all right i'm gonna turn 45 degrees and go in this direction and you always find like cool stuff that you don't think you would have you would enjoy but as you slowly start listening to more songs it slowly starts sounding cooler and cooler I. It's hard to get people into it though, because they're like, I they like they don't really even want to get into it in the first place a lot of the time. So it's kind of hard to get your friends who don't listen to metal to listen to it because they're sort of they sort of come at it from a negative position where it's like they don't even really like want to to try it out in the first place but it's art like it's mm -hmm. it's 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 like people's expression and there is emotion in it and stuff and and yeah just give it a shot you'll probably like it more than you think mm -hmm. if yeah. you if you come at it from a fresh angle i guess it's like i'll never forget the first time my mom saw one of you guys shows at combination <laughs> After she was like, she's on fire. She's like, those guys are rock stars, man. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she was just so excited about it. And she's like, I didn't think I'd like it. They're rock stars. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Oh that yeah. makes me think, you know, like if it weren't COVID, go out and see a show. Go to it live. Yeah. Experience the mm -hmm. mosh pits. Watch their hair like freaking fly around and sweaty <laughs> faces. And oh my god, it's so much energy. And you definitely pick it up. Well, like it's a whole other thing live too. So like mm -hmm. for people who aren't that interested, or if you want to get somebody interested in it, bring live to a is show. the best it's way. Right. I think so too. 
Yeah, when you're like really, you have to focus on that thing. That's what's going you on, and off. you just have to. Yeah, <laughs> like, but Forced. that's when you'll enjoy it. I think. Big um, time. I think as musicians, we're naturally drawn to metal just because of the technical side of it. Big so time. it's hard to tell somebody that isn't as interested in that stuff to go and enjoy it because it's. <laughs> I I get it. It's a lot like most of my interest in it comes from the technical side of it so um i think everybody likes it for their own reasons but yeah i mean give it a chance there's some cool songs out there mm -hmm. <laughs> like ours on like spotify, ours on spotify yeah. <laughs> or apple or um and stay tuned on Hollow Points Instagram and Big Picture Podcast and my Instagram and probably Lucy's Instagram. Instagram and yeah. everybody else's for the new date of Threefold. Mm -hmm. That's when you can see Hollow Point perform next at the Aviary. Yes. Live, live. live. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have some new ones, I promise. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all of our questions. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, thanks it for was really fun. Yeah. coming on the pod, and don't forget to check out Hollow Point. Yeah. Listen up on some music. Yeah. <laughs> Check out all the other people we were mentioning. Man, there's a list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tag them all in the Instagram. So, check them out. And Happy New Year, everyone! Happy yeah, Happy Woo New Year. Let's hope this year doesn't suck as bad as <laughs> yeah. the last two. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Ended on the happy note. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>